I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 198 this week, featuring my guest Kevin Frank of the Campbell Apartment, who are from San Francisco. Uh, Kevin is the bassist of the band, and uh, I would describe their sound as uh, sort of garage rock, but with uh, definitely a fair amount of pop and a little bit of punk in there, too. Um, so yeah, Frank and I had a pretty fun, uh, conversation, uh, kind of talking about all things music and tech and, uh, the Bay Area. Uh, Frank grew up in Boston, but then, uh, moved to California about 20 years ago. So I got a little bit of his life story on that subject, as well as just kind of talking about the difference between the two coasts, East and West. Um, the Campbell Apartment have a new album uh, that they're working on, and one of the songs uh, actually drops next week, but you'll hear it first on this episode, and it's called Fun in the Sun. I featured that at the end of this episode, and then I also put on Bay Area Robot Farm, which is uh, their hit, I suppose. If you like either of the tunes, you can find them wherever you stream music, and uh, you can definitely follow the Campbell Apartment on any of their socials to get updates on their stuff and their shows and things like that. I believe they got some merch too. But yeah, hopefully uh, yourself are doing alright. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting local music and uh, local art wherever you may be tuning in from. Uh, I'll be playing some shows this weekend. I'll be posting them on Hollow Truth's uh, social media. And then uh, last few things I always mention. Uh, we got the second annual Part-Time Rockstar Fest uh, coming up in June. It'll be June 3rd at Fishhead Cantina in Baltimore, Maryland, featuring 16 bands from the show, uh, all former guests. So it should be a good time. Tickets are 10 bucks, and it kind of runs all day. Um, there is merch for this podcast as well, and there's a Shopify link that I added to the episode notes. Uh, also, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is the video side of things, and we do a lot of uh, music videos around the, uh, the DMV here around D.C. and Baltimore for people, so if you need anything like that, feel free to hit us up. And then, uh, last but not least, uh, Truly Strings is the sponsor of the show. Uh, Truly Strings is a guitar shop based out of Laurel, Maryland. Steven is my buddy, he's the luthier, runs it, and uh, does really good work if the guitars need uh, a tweak or two. But uh, without any further rambling here, we'll get to the conversation with Frank from the Campbell Apartment. schedules are like bonkers all the time but um yeah this should be fun let me know uh let me know how you want to do it yeah uh we could just call this the start um you know if i didn't say it before my name is brett uh obviously um i know we just did a, a couple emails there to kind of get this scheduled out but um yeah it's a little helter skelter uh, i don't have a, a the greatest system of organizing it but <laughs> if i can if i can do it uh I could do it, so thanks for, you know, being patient, I guess. Yeah, man, you too. Uh, you're calling in from California, right? From Bay Area? Yeah, from San, from San Francisco. How about you? Where are you at? Right uh, in between D.C. and Baltimore. Okay, cool. 
So, I believe I've had at least a guest on from the Bay Area, uh, but not a, not a ton. Uh, obviously, I kind of started by focusing just on the East Coast, but it's been cool to you know just hear about everything that's going on over there totally. as well. And we're definitely like a band with e- with East Coast roots. Actually, I mean, I'm my I'm from outside of Boston. The guitar player Ari is from outside of Boston. Like we, we grew up one town away from each other. Um, I think he was like one year ahead of me in school. But like, I, I yeah. feel like our our bands in high school probably probably crossed paths at some point. Um, and then he he started the band off in New York and named it after New York bar in grand central called the campbell apartment so um yeah like we we both have uh we both have roots in the east coast music scene although i i've been out here for probably 20 years now uh, and he's been out here for at least 10 so yeah we're we're definitely a west coast band now yeah you guys chasing tech jobs (laughs) uh i'm not chasing them i'm not chasing one anymore i uh um, I actually worked at a couple of tech companies. I worked at LinkedIn and I worked at Apple, although I'm not like yeah. a techie kind of person. My background's in marketing and I'm a, a creative person. Like I, I do advertising and I run creative teams and in, in advertising. Um, and yeah. he's a, ours is a sales guy. So, you know, it's hard, it's hard to be in the Bay area and not like be attached yeah. to tech somehow. Cause it's everywhere. But yeah, I never really thought of myself as a tech guy cause I don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to write code or any of that stuff. Yeah, I just assume that's usually what takes people out there if they weren't. You know, nah, more... I just. I mean, I came. I came out just because San Francisco is great. You know, it's like a yeah. good, good lifestyle. You know, like it's good outdoor lifestyle. I like skiing and surfing and just kind of, you know, yeah. not not snow out of my driveway in the middle of winter. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's yeah. just like it's hard to stay away from from tech in the Bay Area. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a beautiful area. I've only been out there once, but um, you know, it's uh, like a skateboarding mecca. So it was yeah, kind of cool are you, to go are you out there for. I uh, snowboard as well. All right. I think on that on that trip, I actually managed to break my hand or my thumb because uh, not even snowboarding, just in the RV door. And, oh. Um, <laughs> like. Well, you can. Uh... So I just snowboard down freaking things with the hand all like wrapped up and casted and. It was, it was tough. Yeah. You can tell people you did snowboarding. There's, um, I'm just, I'm mostly a skier, but I do some snowboarding too. And they have gloves with like built in wrist guards now. I just, you nice. know, like, so, so you can, uh, yeah. not, not break your wrists doing that and not have to wear like crazy, uh, crazy yeah. wristbands. When so, like, when you guys were playing music, you know, 20 years ago in Boston, I imagine you had a band or two. And then, um, this is just sort of like the latest iteration um yeah i mean again like my well so my own music career has been like a little on and off um you know i kind of go through cycles a little bit just sort of dependent on what's going on in my life so um yeah you know like i played in a band in high school um which was mostly like you know led zeppelin and pink floyd covers (laughs) as you might expect like a suburban uh you know suburban kid to be to be playing um and then in, uh, you know, I, I, when I went to college, I played in like a, a blues band and we, you know, we played like local clubs and fraternities and stuff. And um, then I kind of got out of it for a while. Um, just as I was kind of getting my, like my, my day job started up. 
I lived yeah. in Chicago for a while. Like there's a lot of blues there and, you know, like I'd sit in every now and then with some guys I knew in blues bands, but I didn't, didn't really play a whole lot. Um, and then I moved, when I moved out to San Francisco, actually it turns out that my guitar player and the keyboard player from my, uh, from my college band lived out here. Um, and they really wanted to do like funk and I was like, oh, I don't yeah. know how to play funk, but that sounds <laughs> fun. So, yeah. so I tried that, you know, we played the funk band for a while and then I had, you had a kid and dropped out for a while. And then like six or seven years ago, I found the Campbell apartment. So Ari had started the band up in New York, um, okay. and, and moved it out and moved it out here, you know, probably like 10 years ago and had gone through like kind of various bass players and drummers. Um, but yeah, no, we connected, we connected like six or seven years ago. This has been like the most serious outfit I've been in. Like I said, you know, the other bands were kind of for fun and, you know, we wouldn't, you know, we play shows sometimes that mostly our friends came to. Um, but, you know, this band, like, you know, Ari, Ari's been making records for a long time. Like we've, I've already like made a record with the band. We're making a new one. Um, yeah. It looked like the you know, first one came out in 08. Yeah, exactly. Um, that one was, what was that? Insomniac's Almanac, I think was, was his first one. Um, yeah. so yeah, he did a few albums and I, I played, uh, you know, joined the band like six or seven years ago. We made this record called Curmudgeon a few years back. Um, okay. and we are right now like in the throes of recording the next album. We're starting to re release things, um, as singles and then we'll compile them in into an album. So yeah, I mean, like I said, we, uh, we've had kind of different paths of sort of varying levels of commitment over the years but but this band like yeah. you know it's still not, not a full-time gig or we wouldn't be doing i wouldn't be talking about part-time rock star with you but uh mm. you know it's like it's it's real it's it's um you know we're 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 playing real shows and making real songs and hopefully real people out in the world are, are digging what we're doing yeah it's cool i mean um get the full album there in 2020 you said uh, you play bass in the band yeah, um, I play. I play. I grew up actually playing piano, so every now and then, you know, I'll fill in on on keyboards yeah. and stuff. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, I'm, I'm I'm playing bass in this band. How involved uh, were you in the writing of the uh, the latest album, which was uh, Curmudgeon? Curmudgeon. Um. So I only had. It's it's interesting. So again, Ari Ari, um has had the band for a long time and he's you know he's he's a great songwriter and is very protective of his songs gotcha. um so it took a while it took a while for me to kind of like gain his trust and again like now you know we've been working together and playing together for six or seven years and you know i, I don't want to go so far as to say like we're like brothers man because that always that never yeah. goes well for friends that let's say they're brothers <laughs> You know, we're we're good friends so, and we're on this yeah. same leg and we built up trust. So on Curmudgeon, the only song that I wrote was a song called Burning Bridges. Um but on the new album, um, you know, again, I, I'm not sure how many songs are gonna be on a total, probably like twelve or fourteen, but on the new album I'm gonna have four songs. Um and and I find too, like, you know, a lot of the songs on Curmudgeon happened like Ari had started writing them maybe even prior to when I joined the band but a lot of the new songs I feel like are a lot more collaborative I mean they're, they're still yeah. like his song my songs but you know I can I, I can say like oh well he gave me an idea for the bridge of this song or you yeah. know he would say like ideas for harmonies on one of his songs like again like as our relationship has developed and you know, he's come to trust me more as a songwriter. And honestly, like, as I've gotten to 
to be a better songwriter um yeah. that that you know i'm gonna have i'm gonna have some more some more stuff on the on the new record that i'm that i'm really proud of i think it's like it's 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 musically interesting but it's poppy and fun and and listenable as well so the there is a full new record because i was just curious this is gonna be my next question yeah um yeah so again i don't we are we're currently working on it right now we're doing like we're we're doing a little beatles thing in that you know right. like we we played a, a couple of live shows over the last you know few months and then we just decided to say like all right we're going to knock off live shows for a little while and just hold ourselves up in the studio um and and we're, make this thing um were you doing but again, a beatles tri- tribute what's that you say you were doing Beatles songs? Like oh, Beatles no, I meant, so I, I just meant, we're, no, we're not, I mean, I would love to actually love to do a Beatles tribute because, okay. you know, I'm a, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Beatles fan and so sorry. No, no, what I mean is like, so the Beatles in 64, so whatever it was, 66, they're like, we're not playing live shows anymore. We just want to be a studio band. Um, oh, okay. So what I mean by saying we're doing a Beatles thing is to say like, we just kind of knocked off playing live shows and are just focused on, being a studio band for the moment um right we want to get this record out the door number two just you know this this record's gonna have i think a lot higher production value than we've had in the past we're working with a guy named chris dunn who's in a band called stone dog that we've you know we played with a lot as well but he's a great he's a great producer like you know there are there are producers that are just kind of like sound engineers and record you and and make you sound good uh, but then there are producers that really bring ideas to the table as well. And, and you know, because Chris is a musician and a, and a sound engineer, like he's a great producer and he's bringing a lot of really good musical ideas to the table. So, for example, um, I said, as we're working on the album, we're starting to release singles off the album. And, and we just released a track called Bay Area Robot Farm. Uh, yeah, out, I was like, going to ask about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, yeah, again, it's hard not to be tech. It's not hard to like be around tech in the Bay Area. So that, that song kind of, you know, came from that. But anyway, so, you know, Ari wrote that song and, and he came to Chris with just kind of like a sketch of a song almost, you know, yeah. I mean, the, the melody, because I have the original demo somewhere that he sent me and he's like, hey, what do you think of that? Um, and, you know, I, I helped him with that as well. But, you know, he, he kind of came in with the sketch of that song and it was like a melody and him strumming on guitar and maybe like a, you know, garage band drum track. But if you listen to the track now, you know, there's all kinds of like sound effects and synthesizers. It's got like a little cars kind of thing in it. Um, there's a there's a piece at the end um, where we've got robot voices like that was one of the things that I added in. You know, I had my nice. Mac do, do lyrics for, for the song. Um, and it's a really rich sort of, you know, techie feeling, but also sort of poppy tongue-in-cheek song at the same time. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, what I was saying is like Chris Chris brought so, so much to that record that I don't think any of us imagined. Um, like that's, it's just, it's great to be in the studio and be with a, a fellow musician who, who knows, you know, who knows the kind of things that we want to, do and really make make the music better yeah is the whole album kind of tech theme or that was more of a one-off single no nah, it was just i think um you know it's funny like the theme of the album is a little again we got to come up with a name for it but if i had to come up with a theme it's a little like happier sunshinier yeah. poppier like curmudgeon curmudgeon was called curmudgeon for a reason you know like we were oh. all 
it, you know, I think Ari in particular was like going through a divorce and, you know, I was going yeah. through some jobs stuff, and it was just like, we were just feeling really curmudgeonly and the songs are a little <laughs> grungy and, you know, a little, a little self-hating and, you know, kind of angry and stuff. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, but the new record is, it's like, it's not tech themed. It's like, it's just like a little happier theme. It's a little poppier. It's going to be more fun. So there's songs on it. So, you know, even Bay Area, Bay Area Robot Farm, even though it's a tech song, it's it's like it's a little silly and fun. Again, like that robot stuff that I was talking about at the end. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's like it gives you a little smile. The lyrics are kind of silly and simple. Um, it's just sort of like a little sing-along kind of song. Or there's a song, actually, if we literally want to get poppy, um, there's a song that we're going to release, I think, next week or the week after, and it's called Fun in the Sun. So you can't like, oh. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know if there's like a sillier, poppier title than, yeah, than, than fun. So I think Ari, I think Ari actually wrote that on a dare. Like somebody said, like I bet you can't write a cool song with a stupid title like "Fun in the Sun." He's like, I can. I bet you I can. Um, <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's like it's very like Beach Boysy a little bit. Like they're really thick harmonies. Yeah. Um, I designed the single cover um, that that has a lot of the same elements of like pet sounds, like similar, uh, similar color nice. schemes and typeface, you know, just to, just to be like, Hey, this is like, you know, I mean, it's called fun in the sun. It's actually like a little melancholy, but it's generally like a, like a poppy beach boysy song. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's songs like that. There's a song I wrote um, with my daughter who's, who's 10 now, but I wrote it with her a couple of years ago when she was eight and it's called, cool. um, yeah, it's called boys like driving. Um, and again, it's like, it's just a silly, it's a silly poppy song. Like one day I was just with her in the car and she looked at me and she goes, daddy, boys like cruising and driving and girls like la, 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 la. And I'm like, huh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know where that came from, but that yeah. like, that sounds like a song. And now the song is like, boys like cruising and driving and cruising and girls like la, 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 la. It's just like, you know, bouncy, fun um mm. happy pop song so yeah i think on you know thematically there's going to be a lot of um a lot of up more upbeat stuff on the new record there's there's going to be some kind of like some of the the songs that we were writing as a transition from curmudgeon are a little bit more down so um there's a song that already released uh called saint charles um that we you know that we released about a year or so ago, but he wrote it like again, when he was going through his divorce and living in a crappy little house. And, you know, so that's a little bit more downbeat or I wrote a song um, called she left quietly um, when my dog yeah. died. Right? Like what's sadder than your, your pet dying. So I like, I had to write a very sad song about that. Um, but yeah, like I said, for them, for the most part, I think there are, you know, it's, a, it's that transition from like, the dark world of curmudgeon to a more hopeful, happy, popular world. And also like, you know, the world's just coming out of a crazy pandemic. Right. So hopefully that, that reflects a little bit of the, the mood of the world now too. Yeah. Um, prior to your guys, uh, hiatus from playing, is it, uh, like difficult to get shows in San Francisco or is that, uh, or is it relatively yeah, I mean like easy? I mean, it's, you know, there's always work involved, but, um, you know, for us, because we've been around the San Francisco scene a long time 
and we've been yeah. able to build relationships. I mean, it's all it's all about the relationship with the booker, right? You know, and obviously, mm. like the booker wants to bring in as many people as they can, and you know, sometimes we like another band. Like sometimes we pack the place, and sometimes we don't. But we always try to be like really respectful and really nice and really kind to bookers. Number one, because they work hard, um, and and number two, so they'll want to have us back. So yeah, I mean, even though yeah. we hadn't played obviously for a couple of years over the the course of the pandemic, um. You know, we built relationships with different clubs and, and with different bookers over the years before that. So when um, when live music came around and, you know, bookers obviously like, you know, when they could book shows again, like want to do that. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we started playing. We actually played quite a bit over the last six months. So I think the first show we played after the pandemic was in August of last year. Mm. Um, and there was a show. There's a show called International Pop Overthrow. That's like um, this guy. I don't remember his name, but he like shows in major cities around the world, like over the course of the year. So you know, we started off yeah. playing that. Um, we got back to Bottom of the Hill, which is one of our favorite clubs in San Francisco to play and, and play that that place a couple of times. Um, we just played a we just played a show maybe a month ago at a place called the Ivy Room, um, which is yeah, I think I think that's where Green Day broke, which is kind of like why, why they're famous. It's like it's this is kind of small club in the, you yeah. know, in, in Berkeley, Oakland area, but they book great bands, you know, like really cool band through there. So yeah, we, we've been able to like we've been able to book some good shows. Um, it's really nice to get out and play live again. But again, I just you know we want to we just want to get this album done, you know, and there's yeah. and there's a lot of complexity to getting it done again this goes back to like being a part-time rock star right so the yeah. um the guy who's the sound engineer chris who i talked earlier right he's got a full-time job so you know he lives he and ari yeah. live in alameda and san francisco so it's like he's got a job i'm getting my kid to school and back and ari's you know got kids too and it's like well how do we find the time to record so whenever we find a little time slot we're like all right well we better we better take that and hunker down and, and make some music. Yeah, for sure. I guess I'm just mostly interested whenever I talk to somebody out of town, how their particular scene seems to feel or operate. Like, yeah. and what I mean is usually it seems like certain cities kind of lean towards uh, covers and some seem to be more, it's very, it's rare that there's are leaning towards originals, but they're just more supportive or there's just, classic yeah. venues to play or there's yeah. like a house show scene going or something yeah um, um so i'm I mean, always just curious that, about that yeah. totally yeah i mean san francisco is definitely like an original kind of yeah not not cover band i mean, there's a there's a couple of cover bands that that like do really well i'm trying to remember some of the names of them but like you know yeah. like so like if you're in one of those two or three cover bands that will always sell a place out cool yeah. Um, but that's a very small scene. I mean, San Francisco has always been, you know, the vibe of this place, the spirit of this place is like independent and counterculture and, you know, not mainstream and all that, that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's natural that, um, an indie scene would thrive here and, and natural that, uh, you know, that, that people want to hear new music and want to hear original music. Um, again, I can only speak to kind of the indie rock scene, but. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's like great 
you know, club scene here as well. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure. I guess I figured it could go either way. They could still have the kind of original spirit of what San Francisco is known for back in the day or yeah. what it's known for now, which, you know, it it is the dominant paradigm, the dominant culture um, in a lot of ways where, yeah, you know, the counter. Go ahead, go ahead. So, I don't know. That's why I was curious. I could see how it could be like yeah. sort of over oversaturated with money to the point that like no one yeah. would care, care about art anymore unless it's like yeah, high, I... high class art, you know? So, <laughs> so that... Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, originally, you know, tech and tech money has so like, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere yeah. in San Francisco. It's like I've heard and, like, two it's... sides of the coin, you know? I've yeah. Sk- no, I know. And, and, and so. you know, I haven't, haven't worked at a tech company. Like I, I, you know, I'm like really familiar with that world um yeah. and i know that there's like a group you know i mean we can talk about music or we can talk about socioeconomic injustice which which there's yeah. definitely like i think a lot of well here too right you know and, and that's that's just not that's not just san francisco that's that's the whole country is like that divide between the rich and the poor you know gets wider and wider it's 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 um yeah it's it's hard to remedy so you know again like san francisco yeah, I mean, New York was like this too, right? It's like it used to be a place where artists and musicians could show up and you know find a place to live cheap and 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 do their art. But now, right. like as that get more and more priced out, um, mm. yeah, it's like it's, it's 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 you know how do you how do you have a thriving art scene in a place that artists can't afford to live? Um, right. That's why I was so, curious because I could see it. Yeah. Either way, sort yeah. of. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a totally legitimate thing to bring up, you know, like, how do you how do you do that? Again, like if I were, I don't know, I don't know if I were a full time musician or a full time artist, if I would be able to support myself. Um, but again, like as somebody who enjoys yeah. music and enjoys art, um, it's, yeah. it's you get the best of uh, both worlds. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, part of the reason I started this podcast or something like that is because yeah. it is kind of nice um you know to not have to play music for uh you know out of desperation or some you know trying to make yeah. money um if you do work like i never personally really wanted to be that destitute or that dependent on it maybe because i kind of depend on it more for like fulfillment in a different yeah. way and yeah. so I, I didn't want to like ask too much of it, <laughs> like if that yeah. makes sense. Um, no, I think that's but... that's a that's a good attitude and it's a realistic attitude. Again, you know, I mean, even yeah, I mean, you know, if, if whatever Universal came to me and said, "Hey, here's a million bucks, yeah. you know, recording mm-hmm. contract," I'd be like, "Awesome, let's do it," yeah. you know. But <laughs> but but again, you know, like I, I think I think artists who are true artists or true true musicians, like you it's nice to have the money and nice to be able to support yourself through it, but you do it anyway. Cause you love it. Um, right. you know, that's, that's, that's why I do this, you know, and sure. Like, do I want to grow the band's following? Yeah, of course. You know, do I want people to hear our music? Yeah, of course. Um, but I would, I would do it. You know, I would, I would do it. There's a club called the make room. And for some reason, like we never, we never drop a cool club, but it's a little bit like on an out of the way side street 
Um, so like we, we do well at other clubs and we never draw well there, but we played this one show there and there was this one guy there with his girlfriend. And I think they were from Tennessee or something. I don't know why they were in town. Um, but they saw like they knew our music and they came just to see us and they were like the only people in the club. Um, That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I like to think it's like, cool. I'd rather have, I don't know. I, I think it's like, it's if, if somebody made the effort to see you, like as hard as it is just playing on one or two people, like you get up there and, and you, you play cause you know, somebody's out there who's, who, who cares about what you do. So again, like even, I mean, I've played shows where there's, where there's nobody in the audience, but you still, you still do your best, right? Cause it's, cause you're professional and it's fun and it's fun playing music. Yeah. Hopefully not always. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The connection kind of took a nosedive there, but I got some of what you said. Okay. You want me to uh, say it again? Yeah, I think, I think you got it. The tech should be, the tech should be perfect here. Yeah. Seriously. You guys should have like, you know, 1400 G by now yeah. or whatever. <laughs> no. Um, no, I guess what I was going to ask is, is um, and I ask usually everyone, like, just kind of if they have any sort of promotional strategy. It's not the uh, sexiest question in the world, but I'm always curious myself if, like, people are trying new things. Because every yeah. once in a while, somebody surprises me with, like, <laughs> I don't know, just something off the wall. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm trying to, again, like I, my background is in advertising and marketing. So it follows yeah. that like, I should probably be good at advertising and marketing the band and, and maybe I am, or maybe I will be, I just haven't like, mm -hmm. you know, because I've been so focused on my job, um, I haven't put that, that same kind of energy into the band. Um, I did like one thing that's given me some more time lately is I left my job at the end of last year cause I just needed a a break yeah. from, the, from the tech grind. And so now, um, you know, one of the things I did is like tried to grow our Twitter following and that's where like, that's where I found you. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to like get on TikTok and make TikToks. Um, although I think we only have two so far. So I got to make some more TikToks yeah. anyway, like none of that stuff, like social media, you know, like my, so my strategy is like get better at social media and that's definitely not sexy and it's definitely not surprising. What I hope is that, you know, I can take the stuff that I know from my day job about social media um, and and grow our following that way. And it seems like that's that's the route that that bands are taking now. Anyway, I mean, assuming TikTok doesn't get banned in the United States, um, you know, if you can if you can get followers on TikTok, well, there'll people... always be a new TikTok, you know, yeah, no, or a new whatever. What are the new Twitter, the new TikTok, the new you know to, whatever uh, sort of paraphrase uh one of your guys songs what's it addicted to myspace so <laughs> you'll um, always be in you'll always be in yeah, myspace exactly um, so, yeah that's a, that's a good reference that's a that's an oldie but but goodie um um but yeah necessarily again like nothing nothing super sexy but just to say like yeah. you know we we'd sort of let our social media presence languish so i'm i'm just taking a little bit more of an active role in that and again trying to trying to grow it more organically you know now that we've got some some new songs coming out i've got some like i could go make tiktoks about old songs but you know i don't know if anybody wants to hear a song about myspace on tiktok from 2008 right um uh, but there's I, one thing i believe maybe. in that, that that there's a market for everything yeah you never know yeah um but yeah i mean hopefully so now that we've got some new content to share and some new like pretty 
reliable content which i release a song every month or so as we're leading up to the album you know i can i can keep feeding the social media machine and hopefully you know get some more get some more followers get some more interest um yeah. get some more listen more fans yeah for sure i mean it's usually the best strategy in this in this modern era for sure but if you um, i mean if, you, if you've got if you've got something that you've heard from other folks that you've interviewed that you think would be helpful i'd be like cool let me let me know how to <laughs> what to do yeah i mean there's still some old uh crusty guys from the scene who they still think you should put flyers up places or um i don't know for me personally i just you know the podcast is like you know an idea i had because a lot of people were doing that um totally but it seems like any sort of content you can generate is cool so like i've got yeah. a nice camera now and like good editing software so if I need to, I can whip up whatever, <laughs> like, you know, so That's super cool. I feel like it's just that. about ex exploring and also like nurturing your own community. I mean, I still believe more in that than I believe probably in TikTok, I think, although yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've seen TikTok really work in real life. So I don't know. <laughs> The humanity in me wants to believe in community and I still do. And that's what I support. But, you know, I mean, I think luckily you don't have to choose. I mean, you can keep yeah. your social presence, but like, or if that, you know, that one couple from Tennessee comes to see your band or, you know, that right. we've got, a, there's, there's a guy named Jack Adamant who, um, you know, has his own band and he started his own podcast and he's like, he's our biggest fan somehow. And he, I think he's in, in Germany or Scandinavia somewhere. And awesome. he's just like, yeah, he's just like he's our biggest fan. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Well, you know, let me know how I can help you out, and you know, let let you know, like we want to hear what you think of our music. Like he's just, just yeah. I mean, to your point, like finding your community, even if it's just like a few big fans who are really excited about your music, like that's cool, and I'm down with that. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's just sheer altruism. Usually, is what yeah. wins. So that's. All I'm trying to do is help people out. I mean, that's what I, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, you know, there's guys like us, you know, and there, there's so many folks out there who have like, you know, who are in our situation, right? They're they're part time musicians, yeah. you know, want to get something going. They're doing the music for the love of it, you know. If they all connect and support each other, like that's a that's a community. I think that's really exactly for sure. Yeah, I mean, like even on social media, like I try to find as many different you know indie bands as i can on twitter to follow um and you know number one from just sort yeah. of like a mechanical standpoint like the more followers they get the better their band does and you know it's good for the indie community um, right. but also for me it's like, cool i get to discover new music and i get to hear bands that i wouldn't have heard otherwise so that you know i mean that that gets me jazzed creatively too well if you get uh get bored one day and you're driving around and you want to find some indie bands, I sent you a, uh, a playlist that I keep as sort of a running tab of everyone who's been on the show oh, awesome. on Spotify. Cool. And obviously I added you guys to there as well. I believe I added VP of snails since it was your highest stream song. But cool. um, as far as this episode goes, I mean, I can feature any or whatever your favorite song or songs are on here yeah it's up to you i would say um yeah i mean i would say bay area robot you know the new stuff is yeah. probably 
usually go with that. Yeah. yeah, so our three, our new songs, and I can I can send them to you. Um, I mean, they'll they'll all be live on Spotify pretty shortly. But I can send you um, if you just want like MP3s or whatever. You tell me yeah, what yeah. you need, but like, um, yeah. I'll, okay, so I'll send you links to MP3s. So, so there are three new ones coming out. Like I said, we just released Bay Area Robot Farm. Fun mm. in the Sun is coming out officially next week uh, and then there's another nice. song called sand, sand and glue um mm. which again it's like it's on some playlists already we haven't like officially released it but again they've, you know they've all got like like i was saying like i think they're they're up they're kind of a little bit of a return to our roots of kind of like upbeat fun yeah power pop um but still like you know there, there's still some intelligence and some wit to them it's not just pure bubblegum so yeah you know we're mm. all It'd be awesome if you could if you could add those in. We're we're really proud of them. Yeah, definitely. And um, usually my turnaround's a couple weeks. This okay. is probably the most backlogged I've ever been. For well, some great, for some reason, yeah, I don't know. That's good, You're busy, and the indie world is busy. Yeah, everyone decided to release songs in the spring. It's like everyone came yeah. out of hibernation, you know. So yeah, I wonder. Uh, I wonder what happened the last few years that everybody's been uh yeah. been <laughs> Well, like the last few months have been pretty slow. So it's like I don't know. I feel like everyone just hits the cycle at the same time or something. I don't know. Yeah, can't figure it out. We've all been but, all been hold up writing songs like crazy in the pandemic, and now it's like, all right, let's record them and get them out in the world. Yeah, pretty much. Well, uh, Zoom's about ready to kick me off here so um, well cool man it's good, good saying hey to you i'm glad we finally made time thanks for having me thanks for sharing your thoughts thanks for um playing our music and uh um, yeah, I'll, I'll check out the playlist that you said like i said i always am really yeah. down to discover bands yeah for sure and obviously if i ever make it back out to the bay area again i'll uh you know maybe meet irl you never know yeah let's hang out let's play so, some music sounds good dude have a good uh, rest of your afternoon. All right, you too. Thanks so much. No problem. See ya. So, yeah, thanks to Frank for coming on the show, and thanks to you for listening. The song you hear in the background is called Fun in the Sun, and it comes out next week. See ya. I don't like days when skies are cloudy. I like to feel your body warmed by the sun It shines in everyone But when the sun is gone I feel lost and alone Fun, fun, fun In the sun, sun, sun In the sun, sun, sun In the sun Fun, fun, fun In the sun, sun, sun In the sun, sun, sun In the sun the outdoor show on summer evenings when the sun sets low it sets your eyes aglow it's reflection in the snow it's gold flows through my 
the sun. 